Welcome to Choice Classic Radio. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and help keep this show alive by donating at choiceclassicradio.com. For more of your favorite old-time radio shows, join us on our companion podcast, Choice Classic Radio Mystery, Suspense, Dramas, and Horrors, where we bring to you the most mysterious tales that the golden age of radio had to offer. And now, with 677 episodes made, airing on the Mutual Broadcast Network from 1937 to 1954, we bring to you The Shadow. dealer brings you the thrilling adventures of the shadow. These weekly half-hour dramatizations are designed to prove to old and young alike that crime does not pay. Before the curtain rises on Act One of today's shadow story, attention please. When you get that extra ton of coal to see you through to the end of the heating season, make sure that it's blue coal. Look for blue coal's unmistakable blue color trademark. That familiar blue coloring is your guarantee of better home heating, for it's the approval seal of Glen Alden, world's largest hard coal producer. Yes, when you buy blue coal, you can be sure of greater heating comfort at less cost. You'll find, too, that the blue coal way is the easy way to heat your home. So phone your friendly blue coal dealer tomorrow. Now be sure to hold on for John Barclay's important message and free offer at the end of this program. The Shadow, mysterious character who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. The Shadow uses his hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the Shadow belongs. Today's story, The Plot That Failed. As our scene opens, we see a big power shovel deep in its self-made pit. The excavation of the cellars and sub-cellars of an apartment building in the city. Well, we'll be through digging this hole by tomorrow. Yeah, Joe. Boss, tell you where we go next? No, he didn't say. Probably be laid off for a while. Hey, Tony, back that truck closer. Hey, gotta go close. Yeah, it's getting hot in here. Luke, check the water in the motor, huh? Yeah. Water's okay. Hey, something's screwy. The motor stopped. Yeah. All the insulation's melting off the wires. The engine's lighting Hey, what's the matter? The derrick, she's a pull down. Hey, Luke, get out of here. The controls won't work. I'm scramming. You better get out yourself. Hurry up. There goes the derrick. Run before the gas tank explodes. Run, I tell you. Run, run. Four hundred eggs tonight. Yes, we'll hard boil them. Yes. And then tomorrow morning we'll put on our long rabbit ears and play Easter Bunny for all the little children you've ever heard of. Well, Lamont, if you don't want to help me, you don't have to. Uh, 
if he doesn't ever come, we'll never get the egg done. Oh, he'll be along. He probably... Here he comes now with all the speed of a slow-gated snake. Hey, Shrevey, hurry up. Get this cab going. I'm sorry, Mr. Chris. <laughs> the funniest thing I ever seen, I ever... You don't sound sorry. Miss Lane, if you didn't see those two guys hopping around, you'd have died laughing, you'd have died. What happened? Well, you see, I was looking in a hole, and down in the hole was this big extraditing machine, and them two fellas was working it. They must have got hot or something because the machine started to melt it, started. Started to melt? Yeah, boy, were they funny. They, uh, uh, where do you want to go to? We're going to get some eggs, Shrevey. And on the way, we'll stop to see Professor Brown at City University. Oh, Lord, that's like saying we're going to Chicago from New York by way of Florida. It'll only take a moment, Margot. And it'll only take a moment to get the eggs. And the modern market is right on the way. Well, excuse me for sticking my nose here in where angels fear the threat, but I could get the eggs I could get while you two was talking to the professor at City University. Shrevey, you're a genius. <laughs> Cranston, I believe. Uh, come in. Professor Brown, uh, this is Miss Lane. How do you do? How do you do? Uh, won't you come in? Thank you. I'm afraid you'll find my laboratory built for work and not for comfort. Oh, I think it's delightful. <laughs> it's never been called that before. <laughs> oh, uh, Dr. Forbes. Miss Lane, Mr. Cranston, I'd like to have you meet my assistant, Dr. Paul. How do you do, Miss Lane, Dr. Cranston? Uh, Miss Lane, won't you sit here? Yes, thank you. I appreciate your coming here, Mr. Cranston, more than I can tell you. Particularly since my request will probably seem a bit strange. I want you to help me find the shadow. The shadow? You've heard of him, haven't you? Well, yes, of course I've heard of him, but uh, how did you happen to ask me to help you find him? I asked Commissioner Weston. He hit on the splendid thought that you might be interested uh, due to your work as an amateur criminologist. Oh, I, I see. We must find the shadow. Well, from what I know of that elusive gentleman, that's a man-sized job in itself. Uh, you must tell me more of your plan, Professor Brown. Well, that is certainly a reasonable request. But we'd appreciate it if you'd trust us for the moment and believe us when we tell you that it is of great national importance. All right, Professor Brown. I'll try to find the shadow for you. One of the funniest things I ever heard. Miss Lane, if you don't mind my sticking my nose yes, in Yes, I know where angels fear to tread. Exactly. Well, Professor Brown just asked Mr. Cranston to find the shadow by tonight. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, that's a hot one, as the fella said. Did you get the eggs, Shrevey? <laughs> uh, uh, the eggs. Yeah, yeah, I, I got them, I got them. Good. Shrevey, let's get going. Commissioner Weston's office. Yes, sir. Commissioner Weston? Well, when are we going to hardboil eat, Trey? Well, we can do that after we've seen the commissioner. There's something funny about this, Margot. <laughs> Very funny. No, but seriously. Either the commissioner is playing a joke on me and the professor, or the professor has never talked to Commissioner Weston. In either case, I want to find out. at our destination, Mr. Cranston. Fine, Shrevey, fine. Mr. Cranston, when you see Commissioner Weston, would you put in a good word for my bosom friend and companion, Big Charlie? He's in a clink, he is. Well, not this time, Shrevey. We haven't much time. Don't forget, there are 400 eggs eagerly waiting to be boiled and decorated by Easter morn. Uh, you wait here, Margot. I won't be long. Lamont, if you're not here in 10 minutes, Shrevey and I will come in and boil all 400 eggs right in the Commissioner's office. Uh -huh. 
Commissioner Weston, you know I hate to interrupt you when you're so busy, but this time I just came to thank you. Thank me, Cranston, for what? For commending my abilities as an amateur criminologist to Professor Brown of City University. Now, listen, Cranston. I will admit you've given me a few tips at times that have been a great help. But I never recommended you as a professional or even an amateur criminologist to anybody. Much less Professor, uh... What's his name of City University? That's all I wanted to know, Commissioner Weston. Many thanks and good day. Hey, Cranston, what's on your mind? Come back here. I've got to cook 400 eggs for Easter. Didn't you get no chance at all to mention Big Charlie, Mr. Cranston? Uh, the commission was too busy, Shrevey. Maybe we'll have better luck next time. I'm afraid there won't be no next time, I'm afraid. Because I think Big Charlie's little woman is going to suck him on the head with something when he gets out. Boy, she's mad enough now to end up a widow. <laughs> That's pretty mad. Lamont, do you think the Commissioner Weston was fooling you about not recommending you to Professor Brown? I don't know, Margo. You don't suspect Professor Brown and Dr. Forbes of anything wrong, do you? Well, they're hardly the criminal type, but... I still wonder why they want the shadow to help them. We're at the anniversary. we're at. Very good, Shrevey. Uh, drive Miss Lane home. I'm going in to tell them I didn't find the shadow. Uh, Margot, it's a shame we don't know where the shadow is, as I know that he would like to investigate this right now. Oh, very well, Lamont. Be careful. Yeah, don't take no wooden nickels. <laughs> All right. And don't you take any rough roads on the way home, Shrevey. Remember those eggs. I will. Um, I won't. Yeah? Who's there, Professor? I saw the door open and close. Oh, yes, so did I. You're quite right, Dr. Forbes. Oh. What did you say, Brown? Professor Brown said nothing. It is the shadow that speaks. Extraordinary. I wouldn't have believed that complete invisibility is possible unless I'd witnessed the phenomenon. Yes. Well, your ability, Shadow, can be most useful to us if you'll assist us in our work. I should like to know a little about this work before I give you my answer. Just what do you plan to do? Well, it's perfectly reasonable for you to ask. Brown and I have perfected a device or system for communication or signaling. It can be used either for carrier beams that will give direction to airplanes or ships at sea, or for carrying direct messages. That's very interesting. But why do you need me? Oh, you're most important. For Recently, it, uh... we have discovered that some forces not interested in the welfare of this country have learned of our invention. Unfortunately, it must be tested more thoroughly than it has been in the confines of our laboratory before we can offer it to the government. Just what do you expect the shadow to do? We hope that the shadow will cooperate. Without being seen, he can place six of the machines at various strategic points around the city. We will make it well worth your while, Shadow. This device will make us more powerful. Enough, uh, Brown, please. Uh, yes, of course. Well, Shadow, are you interested in joining us in this very worthy experiment? Very much interested indeed, Dr. Forbes. Oh, good, good. Then I'll explain further. Now, at the six strategic points in this city, we have rented rooms and lofts. The machines are all boxed in plain packing cases, and they are to be left in their wrappings. There are only three things that you must do. First, place the packing case near the window. Second, be sure that the side with the circle faces the window. And third, uncoil the wire at the back of the case and plug it into a wall socket. Is that all clear? Perfectly. 
Where are the cases? Well, four of them are here just outside the entrance hall, and two others are now at the buildings on either side of the new excavation on Main Street. Their exact location and that of the six strategic points are on a list that you will take with you. Oh, give him the list, Brown. Yes, of course, sir. Well, good luck, Shadow. Later, you'll see for yourself what this machine can really do. Thank you, Dr. Forbes. It'll be very interesting to see what this experiment proves. I'm quite anxious to know just how it will make us so powerful. <laughs> Shadow. Shadow. He's gone. He fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. We'll continue our story in just a moment. Warm weather is on its way. But it'll be quite a while yet before you'll be comfortable without a fire in your furnace. So give your coal bin the once-over this evening. Then, if you find it's getting low, order a ton of blue coal first thing in the morning to carry you through to the end of the heating season. You'll be more than pleased with the heating results you'll get from blue coal. Steadier, more dependable, more helpful heat at less cost. You'll discover, too, that the blue coal way is the easy way to heat your home. So always specify blue coal. The Economy Coal. Phone your friendly Blue Coal dealer tomorrow. You'll find the name of your neighborhood Blue Coal dealer listed in the Where to Buy It section of your classified telephone directory under the word Blue Coal. Here's a special announcement for you listeners who missed the start of this program. Be sure to hold on for the special free offer John Barclay, America's home heating expert, has for you at the close of this broadcast. Mr. Barclay will tell you how you can add to your personal convenience and comfort and save yourself real money in the bargain. Yes, just a moment of your time invested today may save you hours and dollars in the months to come. So be sure to listen to John Barclay at the end of this program. And now, back to the shadow. It is several hours later. We find a very tired and footsore Lamont Cranston struggling off the elevator of an apartment building with two heavy bundles, one under each arm. He goes down the hall. Oh, oh come in, Lamont. Where have you been? What have you been doing? What are those things? Whoa, whoa, one at a time, Walker. Let me put these things down. Now to answer your question. I've been all over the city carrying packing cases up and down stairs. Oh, poor dear. Yes, next time two scientific gentlemen have some freight to be hauled, they can call on the express company. But what have you been doing? Oh, I've nearly been going crazy. Huh? Did you ever try to boil 400 eggs in a wash boiler all at once? <laughs> no. Well, I don't think it can be done. <laughs> well, there's one thing I wish you could do. What? Make me some coffee. Oh, sure. Yes, I've got work to do, and I'm afraid of... I'm afraid I'll go to sleep. All right, I'll make some right away. All right. Oh, dear. Oh, Margo, uh, where's that big city map of yours? Oh, um, in the top drawer of my desk. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I got it. Now, oh, let me see. Right there. There. I'm a stupid fool. What'd you say, Lamont? Oh, I've been an idiot, Margo, a blind idiot. What is it? Here, look. Look at this map. Yeah. You see these six places that I've marked? Yeah. 
That's why I put the machines tonight. Do you notice anything unusual about their location? Well, they're in three different parts of town. Yes, but if you look more closely, you'll notice that they're grouped in pairs. One machine of each pair is placed on either side of an important key point. Police headquarters, telephone building, the powerhouse. Lamont, you haven't told me yet what these machines are, but they do. Well, for a very good reason. I don't know. Well, what are those two packages you brought in with you? They're a pair of the machines. I thought you distributed them all. I'm afraid that our friends at the City University are going to be a little upset when they find bricks and scrap iron in one pair of the cases. Well, what are you going to do with the machines that you have here? Well, first, we'll set them on opposite sides of the room here. Now, Come on, like Cranston, don't you plug those machines in until you find out what they do. I brought them here so I could examine them more closely, Margo. Uh, will you take the paper off that one, dear, while I take the one off it? Yes. Look, Lamont. Huh? Something like a cross between an X-ray and a television outfit. Well. Looks innocent enough. Lamont, you may be doing those two men a great injustice. You may be right, Margot. Well, Brown, is everything in order? You check all the machines? Yes, Dr. Paul. The shadow has been a good and efficient assistant. The machines are all in place and working. Now the only thing to do is wait. Good. You know, it's a shame that we have to destroy the shadow. He could be most useful... But it's too dangerous to allow him to live to learn the true purpose of my machine. Your machine? Yes, mine. But I invented it. Yes, and like so many inventors, you were too stupid to realize its true potentiality. Without me, you'd still be nothing. Now you stand on the threshold of a new life. A new life? Uh, uh, what is our first step after tonight? Well, you don't have to worry about that. But uh, come, there are a couple of things yet to be done. Oh, are they... Uh, Two extra machines set up in the room behind the laboratory? Yes, sir. And the control panel is in order right by the door. I see. Have you tested it? Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, the next thing to do is for you to call Lamont Cranbone and have them over here. Oh, just to thank them. Perhaps reward them with a demonstration of the machine. Dr. Forbes, are you planning to destroy them, too? They know too much. They know nothing. I can take no chances. But that's murder. Murder, I tell you. You're right, Professor Brown. I, well, sometimes I get so carried away with the importance of our inventions, I lose all perspective. I'm sorry. Oh, forget it, Doctor. I'm afraid I was upset, too. Oh, that's all right. Oh, uh, by the way, Professor, would you get me my heavy rubber gloves? I want to check our new high-tension insulator. Oh, surely. Uh, where are they? They're in the room back of the laboratory. I'll get them. I, uh... I don't see your gloves back here. Dr. Paul, get away from that control panel. Don't touch the switch. You fiend, stop! Ah! Exit, Dr. Brown. <laughs> Completely. Hello? Yes? This is Margot Lane. Who is this? Who? Oh, Dr. Forbes. Yes, Doctor. How are you? Mr. Cranston is there, and he's had an accident. Yes, yes, certainly, Doctor. I'll hurry right over. Oh, Lamont. This is 
getting less and less funny. What was that all about, Margo? Dr. Forbes informs me that you're at Professor Brown's laboratory and have met with an accident. What? What shall I do? Let me use your phone. Who are you calling? I'm calling my apartment house. Hello? Uh, this is Mr. Cranston. Have any phone calls come in for me in the last few minutes? Oh, well, thank you very much. What? Uh, just as I suspected. Dr. Forbes just called me. Hello? Dr. Forbes? Uh, this is Lamont Cranston. I was in the shower and I thought I heard the phone ring. The man at the desk told me you'd call. What's that? What, is it serious? I'll be there as soon as I can. Well, Margot, we are in for something and I don't know just what it is. But whatever danger is ahead of us, at least we have the advantage of going into it with our eyes open. Where to, Mr. Cranston? We want to go to City University, Shrevey. Yes, sir. Margo, I can't make head or tail of it. I don't know what that mission... Shrevey, for heaven's sake, don't make all that noise, will you please? Golly, Mr. Cranston, I was only trying to cheer things up. I was only. Well, don't. You should ought to spend more time getting a laugh out of life. Like I did today when you said you was trying to find a shadow. Oh, when them two guys jumped off the extra titan machine when it melted. What do you mean, melted? Well, just like I say, if, if something melts, it, 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 it melts. Where was the excavation, Shrevey? Over on Main Street. Margo, I've got it. What? That's the answer. Shrevey, thank you. Thank you a thousand times. Oh, that's okay, Mr. Cranston. I'm always... Uh, what are you taking me for? You gave me the right track on a great invention. Oh, them steam shovels are certainly great things. Stop the car, Shrevey. I'm getting out here. Yeah. Oh, Lamont, I thought we were going to call on Professor Brown and Dr. Ford. Listen, Margo, this is much more serious than I thought. You must go to Professor Brown's lab alone. Your job is to keep them there. All right, Lamont. What are you going to do? I must go and disconnect those machines before the entire city is demolished. Oh, I hurried as fast as I could, Dr. Forbes. Is Mr. Cranston all right? Oh, it's nothing serious. Come with me. He's in the back of the laboratory. Oh, I do hope he's all right. In here. What is the meaning of this? Sit down, Miss Lane. I'm sorry to have to do this, but I feel that you'll be less bothersome to me. I tie you to this chair. Let me alone. This room is completely soundproof, so you can make all the noise you wish. Let go of me, I say. Where is Mr. Cranston? <clears throat> Yet you're securely tied. I hope none of the ropes cut you, but they won't hurt long. What are you going to do to me? As much as I deplore the necessity, Miss Lane, you must be destroyed. You see, you've inadvertently run into something a little bigger than you are. A simple plot that can't fail. I, one man alone, will know the secret of the gradual but complete demoralization of this whole country. And eventually, our whole civilization. You alone? What about Professor Brown? <laughs> I'm sorry to say, Miss Lane, that he outlived his usefulness. Professor Brown is no longer associated with me. Oh, for that matter, he's no longer associated with this world. <laughs> it's rather amusing. I, I wonder what's keeping Cranston. He should be here. Well, perhaps it would entertain you, Miss Lane, if I were to tell you more about my invention. You're the most cold-blooded fiend I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> well, strangely enough, that's a compliment. Thank you. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> my invention. Yes, uh, tell me about it. Well, the simplest explanation is that it's a machine which generates invisible rays. 
But when two of these machines are placed opposite each other, unbelievable heat occurs at the point where the rays meet. <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? But, Dr. Forbes, why must you destroy and kill? Why don't you put this great invention to some good use? Well, my dear Miss Lane, it depends entirely on one's point of view. Uh, now I must show you exactly how this invention works. Directly in front of you is one of the machines in that packing case. Behind you is another one. Here by the door is a control panel. When I pull this lever, in less than five seconds, you will completely disappear. You'll be dead. Gone. <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? Well, Miss Lane, I, I'm afraid I can't wait any longer. I'll deal with Mr. Cranston separately. But you are going to die now. Don't touch that control panel, Dr. Forbes. The shadow. Tonight, Dr. Forbes, instead of destroying the three strategic points in this city, the machines that would have caused this damage have been destroyed. And you, Dr. Forbes, will be giving another lecture on your machine, but this time to the police. You're wrong, Shadow. The police will never know. There are three people in the world that know anything about my invention, and all three of us are in this room. None of us are going to leave this room alive. <laughs> it's amusing, isn't it? Shadow, no matter what you say, I'm going to destroy us all now. The lights. The current is off. Shadow, you threw that main switch on the wall. Shadow, I know where you are, and I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> I'm afraid you didn't know where I was, Doctor. You can never harm the shadow by shooting at his voice. His voice can come from anywhere. Amusing, isn't it? <laughs> it will do no good, Forbes. I have one shot left, Shadow. I saved it for myself. Oh, Shadow, turn on the lights. Oh, I never expected to see lights again. Margot, he's dead. The rest of this case is for the police. Lamont, I, I hate to bother you, but you'll have to untie these knots. Margot, what a terrible experience for you. Hey, how do you feel? Well, shaking anymore, I'd fall apart. Well, now, what can that be? I'll see. Oh, wait a minute, I'll go with you. I don't want to be here alone. Shrevey! I hope Shrevey. this will excuse me for busting in the door, but I'm scared, Miss Lane. It's about them eggs. The eggs? Yeah, the eggs. You see, I thought it would be a nice surprise if I went to your place and cooked the eggs, so... I put the wash boiler full of eggs on the living room floor on a hot plate, and then I thought I'd amuse myself by turning on one of them new television sets it looks like you got in your apartment. Shrevey, you didn't try them, did you? Yeah. I turned the switch on one of them and nothing happened. So I tried the other one. I just threw the switch on and off quick like... Miss Lane, I don't know what happened. I can't find a wash boiler. But Miss Lane, right in the middle of your rug, you got 400 of the nicest scrambled eggs you ever saw. <laughs> <laughs> And now, here's that important message I promised you, brought to you by John Barclay, America's distinguished home heating expert. Mr. Barclay. Thank you, Ken Roberts, and good evening, friends. In answer to the many letters I've received from people all over the country who have trouble getting plenty of hot water during the warm weather months, here's what we've done. The Blue Coal Engineering staff has worked out the easy solution to this all-important hot water problem. Yes, that solution is in plain, everyday language. And I want to present it to you absolutely free of charge. It tells how you can get oceans of low-cost hot water 
automatically controlled, with no running downstairs to light the heater, no fussing with dampers. It tells how you can enjoy all the comfort, all the convenience of clean, clear hot water at the turn of a faucet. How you can have water just as hot as you want it, and when you want it, and at the same time, how you can cut your hot water costs as much as 50% or more. Friends, wouldn't you like to be able to go away for the weekend with no worries about having plenty of hot water to refresh you when you return? Wouldn't you like to get twice as much hot water all summer long at less cost and save time and trouble in the bargain? Well then, just drop me a postcard. I'll be only too happy to send you this hot water plan immediately, free by return mail, right tonight, so that you'll be sure to be prepared for a comfortable summer. Thank you. Be sure to send to Mr. Barclay's hot water information. Just jot down your name and address on a penny postcard and mail to John Barclay, B-A-R-C-L-A-Y, 120 Broadway, New York City, or to John Barclay in care of the station to which you are listening. That's John Barclay either at 120 Broadway, New York City, or in care of the station to which you are listening. Write Mr. Barclay tonight. Today's program is based on a story copyrighted by The Shadow Magazine. The characters, names, places, and plot are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. The Shadow Magazine is on sale at your local newsstand. does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs> Next week, same time, same station, Blue Coal, America's finest anthracite, will again present another thrilling adventure of the shadow. You'll be amazed by the daring of the shadow as he pits his powers against the diabolical craft of a ruthless lawbreaker. So be sure to listen, and be sure to burn Blue Coal for greater heating comfort at less cost. That concludes today's episode. We'd like to thank you and remind you to donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember, your donations make episodes like this possible.